You are listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy Podcast, my favorite podcast to listen to on long flights across the galaxy. This is the way. We wanted men. Start the show. Start the show. Let's start the show. I guess I'll just do it like I always do. Good morning, Jason. Good morning, Glenn. I see you still have your COVID cough. I still have my COVID cough. It's not as strong, but it's still there. It's annoying. It's weird. Amen. Amen. Thankfully, I still haven't got it. So. Yeah, you're not going to get it then. At least from that trip, you're not going to get yeah. it. Yeah. And I was listening to another podcast and they were like, you know, if you tested positive on like Monday or Tuesday, you probably got it on the plane ride out there versus in celebration. Cause it, I guess it has a gestation period or whatever, but I don't know. I it just, it's just weird how it, yeah. How you got it. And Narayan got it. and Everybody that we were around got it. And you didn't, I didn't. Maybe you're like a super soldier. I, I think I am. Maybe you're like the the alpha human, like you're the example of what a human being should be, and you never get sick. That's effing scary if it's true. Yeah, it is. How's your <laughs> how, how's your uh, healing going on? It's good. I went uh, right now. It's just more annoying than anything. Um, Did we I talk to, about that last week? We talked. We just said that I had the surgery. I had okay. the uh, for those those of you that had kind of been paying attention. Um, I have a I had a bone. Um, implanted hearing aid or at least the abundant that hooks the hearing aid hooks onto was installed a couple of weeks ago and uh that was a major freaking surgery um so i'm like two weeks into the healing process it's still it goes good for a couple of days and then all of a sudden your skin your body's like all right i'm done with the surgery now you got to heal from this thing basically titanium rod being or you know nail or something it's about half an inch i guess being stuck in the side of your head so right now it's just swelling and it's nasty looking but i went you know as long as i'm cleaning it you know i went to the doctor on wednesday for my my checkup and he's like oh it looks good it's just gonna look pissed off and aggravated for two weeks so be ready for that just clean it with peroxide and um put a and d ointment on it for a couple of more weeks and you should be good but i still gotta wait like three months for everything to heal before i get the device because he's like you know, this thing's made to vibrate. So you don't want to put something in your skull and it not be healed. And then it starts vibrating because then it's going to ruin everything. Mm -hmm. So he kind of scared my wife because he talked about, um, one of the, one of his patients who was a plumber that knocked it up underneath the sink. And I'm like, great, knocked it and loosened it before it, it got bonded. And my wife is just like freaking out. She goes, that's what you do. You, you know, you're not really, I'm not a plumber, but I'm underneath sinks and stuff enough for work. And I've banged my head enough. So yeah, she's like, great. Well, now I'm nervous for you. Yeah. <laughs> so I was up underneath one yesterday working. And every time I go to come up, I'm like putting my head, my hand in between yeah. my head in the sink or just <laughs> taking my time. And I'm like, all right, I got to start 
taking time because even with the device, if I break, if I knock that, it could break. And you know, that's a few thousand dollars, but yeah, I, I got to say, thank God for insurance, man. Cause I I'm getting like the claims and stuff. And the reason it's taken me this long to even think about doing it. Cause I met somebody a few years ago who had it and he's like, Oh, it's a $20,000 procedure. And I'm just like, shit. And his insurance didn't cover it. So it took me a minute to, you know, it took me a couple of years. And then with, of course, we had this little thing called COVID, which killed everything for two yeah. years. Um, you know, any elective surgery for a couple of years. And uh, then I, we, then when I started looking into it and finding out my insurance covers it, I'm like, great. Well, I started getting bills or you start seeing claims and stuff. And sure enough, it's a $27,000 procedure. And I'm like, thank God for insurance. So to hear from an ear costs $27,000. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of freaking money, <clears throat> but hopefully it'll be worth it. I had a quiet week. Uh, it was a very stormy week here in Atlanta. Dude, what the hell happened last night? I, nothing really happened here, but we were hearing that there was hail in some parts of Atlanta. There was a tornado that touched down not too far from where we are. And I'm, I'm told from people who live here, I'm not allowed to call this place Hotlanta. No, you're not. But it is Hotlanta this week. Dude. Yeah, it, I had to buy a window unit for my my uh, living room just so that things so my house wouldn't be seventy five degrees when I got home. Mm-hmm. It's that freaking out. It you 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 know you you'd get home and and you're watching because we've got a Wi Fi thermostat. So like mm-hmm. first thing in the morning, everything's good, and come about one o'clock, it just starts climbing, and you get home and you're just you're sweating in your own house, and I don't like doing that. Nope, that's when you start turning on fans to try to help cool things off. Yeah, but it's still, yeah. We lost power a couple times this week. <sighs> yeah, we lost power last night. Well, that that storm, the um, the restaurant, the Blue Cat Lounge where Ozark was shot, mm-hmm. that got hit by a tree. A tree fell on them last night. So that's uh-huh. like a mile from my house. Yeah. And we went to dinner because we didn't have power, but my in-laws had power. And there were trees down everywhere. Like big trees. I don't know how I missed it. I was completely oblivious to whatever was going on out there. I mean, there was heavy rains, but it didn't look like hurricane. It didn't. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like branches would be falling. But you could tell it was going to be bad because right when I got home is when it started. But I was just like, "Ah, eh, it's raining." Yeah. But other than that, um, let's see. I got two of the missing Starbucks cups, so I have all the Starbucks cups now. I got Navarro and Naboo. Those are sold out on Shop Disney, so they came online, and I bought those. Then from Entertainment Earth, I got one of the vintage collection clone troopers. The the card back on these are a little bit thicker now, so they don't feel as flimsy as before. It's like Hasbro's invested the money into making those card stock thicker, much like the retro Marvel figures that they're doing, Marvel 375, Mm. which is good. Awesome. Yeah, I picked up. Huh? What else did you pick up? I was going to say, did you pick anything up? I, I did. My wife actually was at Walmart and she messaged me. Sure. She FaceTimed me and picked up some of the retro line. I think uh ended up getting, oh, who did I get? I got Mando, Boba Fett, the, the dad bod Boba, uh, Ahsoka and the clone, the, not the clone trooper, the dark trooper. And she left the armor because. Is it a dark trooper or is it a um, death trooper? Death trooper. Okay. The death trooper because I like. I haven't got my set yet, so I wasn't sure. 
thought um, it was the Death Trooper. Yeah, it's the Death Trooper. Sorry, the Black Rogue One Trooper. Um, and then my she she was like, I got you something for Father's Day, but it wasn't. It's not for Father's Day, but it's going to end up being for Father's Day because she didn't get me anything else. But she found me one of the bootleg Rump uh, Ben Kenobi mugs. Cool. Yeah, it's uh, the although you know what I'm talking yeah, about the yeah. ceramic. So like I've one got of a, the first Star Wars uh, collectibles ever made. Right. Yeah. So I've got a full set of the originals of the the real ones, and then I've got a well, some with a, some with a couple of boxes, and now I'm trying to find the bootlegs. So she found me a bootleg Chewy. She was at a in North uh, North Georgia somewhere and found it. She's like, "What the hell is this?" And it was like under ten dollars. Um. So it was like a paint your own Chewbacca thing, and then she found the Ben Kenobi on Macari, and now all I need to do is find the Darth Vader one. And then you have a complete collection of mugs. Yep. And I was bidding on. To, huh? Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was bidding on a, a. I hate on deal or no deal. You'll bid on something, and then somebody will come in behind you and bid like twenty five dollars more, which you're like, you know, I totally bid that much. And they get it, and you're not because you're not paying attention because somebody had one of the spaceships. There's a spaceship yeah. with R2, a ceramic boot like spaceship with R2D2 sitting in front of it. Yep. And I bid like one and a quarter on it, and I and then somebody behind me bid one fifty, and I'm like, eh, I probably would have paid that, but yeah, that's happened to me before. It's frustrating because you put your heart and soul into thinking you might get it for that price, and then you lose out for just like 25 bucks it's not, right it's a bitter swill a bitter pill to swallow hmm. but. yeah i also got something pretty cool uh bill and ted wise i got some um i guess call sheets or cells or slides or something from um face to music it's almost it's almost i have to go through it but it's almost like a full the full uh shooting draft of the movie you got the or, script the daily scripts so like it has the call sheet, like the call sheet on it and where they're yeah. going to shoot. And then you flip the page and then it's got the script that they're shooting for the day. That's pretty fun. Yeah. I got to put it all in. It's like that big. I got to put it all in uh, binders and stuff. They're going to be here tomorrow. So That's pretty it's, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that they announced, Hasbro announced at um, Celebration. Um, first of all, the, the HasLab lightsaber, <clears throat> which I'm not going toward, I'm not, I'm not a lightsaber collector. Um, and I thought this would be an interesting way to see like how much do those black saber lights, lightsabers, black saber, what am I doing? Wake up, Jason, the black series lightsabers go for, is there like an audience for that? Or is that just so niche that the HasLab won't go? Does that make sense? Yes. I need to wake up. I need to get back into the swing of things. We were doing like, we got into a groove and then we started doing these live things where we really didn't have to prepare like we normally would for a Saturday morning recording and we were just like off the cuff and now we're back to a regular schedule and a regular show and it's just like, okay, let's just keep chugging along. Like it's, <laughs> it's like a muscle that I haven't used in four months or something and I suddenly don't remember how to use it. Yeah. I, I that's I think yeah it I think it showed last week because last week I think it was a little chunky and yeah. uh yeah you're right we we've done it because we did the celebration thing and then it's just been like go 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 and it's been like two three weeks since we recorded normal yeah 
And then le- next week we got Joe Fest. So that's going to be a little bit oddball too. Cause yeah, gotta, it's going to be like a record on the street kind of thing. We mm-hmm. got a two and a half hour drive and we're gonna have a car full of people. So that'll be a fun show. Guest stars. Guest stars. I think we're going <laughs> to shoot because we're, we're going down there with Jordan. So I think we're going to do his show one way and our show the next. <laughs> it'll be a fun week. But we saw the Black Series Reva uh, Force FX Elite lightsaber up close, and it's a pretty cool lightsaber. Like as as far as it goes, a prop replica like that for five hundred bucks is a great deal. But um, it's got a thousand backers. The target is five thousand. No tears with twenty three days left. I just don't see it crossing the finish line. Mm-mm. My concern is that's two failed Haslab Star Wars projects in a row. Um, what does that say about modern collecting? Is it only like a 3.75 thing that this should be focusing HasLab Star Wars stuff on? I don't know. It's just a bunch of questions in my mind. I, I have to agree with you. I think that it'll either refocus HasLab or it'll kill it. Because I, I, well, the reason I say that is I, I see a lot of people commenting on their post. And it's all like, why the hell are you doing this? Give me a ghost. Give me a three state. Keep it TVC. Keep it, you know, why Why are you doing this for, plus it's a, it's a character nobody knows. Yeah. And it's a weird ass lightsaber. Yeah. I mean, you bring up a good point. That's my major concern. You know, like, what's the real issue, Oprah? I'm just afraid after this, they're going to be like, no more Haslabs for Star Wars for a while. Yeah. And it could be a great thing, but I've heard rumors that the Jabba palace the bib fortuna palace was supposed to be a has lab that never went forward um whether that's true or not i don't know they decided at the last minute to make it a uh a uh just an exclusive for a hasbro pulse um but how did that do did that do good um i i don't know like it was still available there was you could go into the code on the website and see that there was twelve thousand units available which is a has lab project um mark i would say like you know twelve thousand units um that would be a number that they would have to hit and yeah i don't know they said at celebration that it wouldn't be online for much longer so if you want it back it now or get it now because it won't be available so i don't know i don't know what was it was like a couple hundred bucks wasn't it yeah, it was two hundred and twenty-five dollars, which I think is a great price for a Haslab. Like, it's not—it's a stretch. I mean, there's there's some people who don't have that kind of money. Sure, yes, okay, let's put that aside. I get that in the back of my mind. Like, two hundred dollars is a lot for some people. But with that said, it's much better than the five hundred dollars that the that the sale barge was, or the what was it three fifty for um. The, the razor crest like I, I like the diversity of having not these massive five hundred dollar projects like i'm still wanting them to make like a series of eight black series cantina creatures and just put on the table and say here's eight fig eight eight, eight figures for 400 bucks or something like that go mm-hmm. i just feet. yeah i'm just doing the math quick so yeah or 150 bucks or something, you know? Yeah. Not, yeah. I know you're pulling numbers out your butt, but yeah, anyway. I'm not good with numbers. I'm good with colors. <laughs> I'll make, 
I'll make the figures look pretty in packaging. I, I can't tell you about numbers. Right. No, and I, I, I agree because I know there's enough people that would want something like that and they can make figures, you know, they can kit bash figures real easily and sell them, even hell, sell them for 20 bucks a piece, a TVC, yeah. even push it to 25. If you're you going to do always, an exclusive. You could always tell when it's more of a corporate initiative than the passion of the fans. And I do think like the Reva Black Series lightsaber seems more like a corporate initiative because nobody was really asking for a Black Series lightsaber, let alone a new character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it just seems like if they were to listen to the fans and make the ghost, that would sell, you know, in day one. And you could right. just tell when it's a when it's a, a, a project the fans want. Yeah. Oh, I would have. Yeah. As soon as they announced it, I'd have been, you know, hell or high water money be damned i'd be yeah. i'd be back in that ghost but yeah. here's and i don't want to go into like conspiracy theory not, i don't know the, the and you i've got to do this with with kit gloves i gotta you know bring in breaching this subject but do you think they were trying to push that character on people yeah. and that's why they did the reaver reva lightsaber no i think they looked at the numbers and they said to make a double-sided lightsaber would cost 500 bucks and that's above our our normal price point because uh-huh. they have all that data they could say you know we make um we make a, a ben kenobi lightsaber for 200 bucks and that sells out in three months whereas or a dark saber sells out in two months you know they have all that data like this price point this item this character they have that whole mathematical equation so i think they knew there's a double-sided lightsaber which is going to cost 500 dollars for a new character that people aren't interested in yet gotta be careful how i say that because they don't mean like they're not interested in the character it's just not someone they relate to it's not someone they know yet so there's not that fan buy-in and so they were they they knew this one would be risky that's this is my assumption and so instead of going forward and then having to slash down the price on that thing later, they probably just said, let's make it a HasLab. If they want it, they'll get it. If not, then it's no, no, we just have the prototype at celebration. Right. That's my read. And then why not just make it the Inquisitor, the Grand Inquisitor? Because somebody like me, who's a Rebels guy, you would at least have, you have a history with the Grand Inquisitor versus Reva, who you don't even know. That That's my argument. Yeah, I would think that Lucasfilm said we need to support these characters. They probably put, you know, Reva, Darth Vader, Ben Kenobi, and the Lola, the thing that Leia carries, because we can't announce Leia yet for the show. So we'll tell you about this droid that Obi-Wan has. So, I I just... And so, I guess, like, the Grand Inquisitor wasn't high on that list. Right. <clears throat> yeah that's why i'm asking if they were trying to push push that character uh i don't know it, it, it really, just i didn't really didn't mean to bash hasbro with this i was just kind of talking about Haslab in general and i don't right. want it to sound like that no and i'm not trying we're not trying to bash hasbro it's just it's a it's a conversation and i think it's a conversation to have it's like you know why did they decide to go this way with it because it is, it does suck as a Star Wars fan. Because now, what are they going to do? You know, what what is going? What is the future of Haslab? Because it, it will be two failed projects in a row. Yeah. And the Rancor, they, if they really wanted that Rancor to go, they could have let it go. 
that Rancor was close. Yeah, they were like 400 away from the Rancor from achieving their goal. And I don't think having a $1,000 item right now would be the right path to go forward with for HasLab. Like, they need to come back a little bit, walk it back. Do like a 100, 100 maybe 150 to $200 item. Maybe, yeah, maybe like a Cantina playset for 200 bucks, vintage collection, something like that. Something people have been asking for. Um, I think it's too early for the ghost. I think we would save that for Ahsoka next yeah. year. Um, but yeah, I think something fans want would definitely be a slam dunk. I do want to give Hasbro props on the new Darth Vader retro figure for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Have you seen that? No. It's not a straight repack from um, the, the the original vintage Vader. It's different. It's got a, it's almost like a snap cape. I don't know if it snaps, but it is a cloth cape that folds over him. It doesn't have the vinyl thing anymore. And he doesn't have the extended lightsaber. He's got one that he holds. So it's much more like the true evolution of, of Kenner, where they had, you know, Luke Skywalker originally have an extendable lightsaber. And then the, Cloud City version had uh, one that he can hold, wow. and you can sw- swap that out with a, a gun, a blaster. I would probably buy that. Instead, with Darth Vader, they just repackaged it throughout the years and just slapped a new movie on the back, but it was still the same mold. Um, they changed the mold a little bit, so it's not just a straight repack. Um, he's got, I think, like the legs are a little bit different. Yeah. Um, the arm is different, obviously, because it's not extendable, so... That's actually the first retro figure that I'm like, damn. I'm look, I found it now. It looks like he's got like the cape around his legs. Yeah. They've molded like the inner cape around his legs. Yeah. And he's got a cloth cape that kind of folds over his shoulders, which is just an iconic. um, I love when Darth Vader walks and he's got the cape over his shoulders and coming down over his chest and the, the cape kind of flows out and it makes the silhouette look even more massive. See, this is the kind of crap they need to be doing with this line. If they're going to repackage stuff like that, you know, change it up or something, because this is the, this is one of the figures I think people like us have kind of been after. It's like, okay, you, like you were saying, okay, you changed the loop to hold a lightsaber. Why didn't you change Darth Vader? You know, mm-hmm. why didn't you change Ben Kenobi? And they did that with this figure. Yeah. And Ben Kenobi has a cloth cape instead of a vinyl cape, which is cool. I and hadn't so, even seen. So the Ben they redid is it? So Ben Ben Kenobi is straight from the show. He's not. He's a completely new figure. He's not like retooled from the Kenner days. Um, he comes with a blaster and a lightsaber that both come out of his hand. It's not extendable, and he's got a cloth cape that goes over his shoulders. And you can take that on and off, just like in the show. I also appreciate with the Inquisitors, um, they have a one-color lightsaber that looks very retro, uh, very vintage. Oh, yeah. It's all one color. And you look at it and you say, if Kenner was making that figure, that's what that would look like. I yeah, think, I don't... Why did I skip over these figures? Those are some badass figures. I think... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. They're they're incredible. Um the only critique that I have, and I don't know if this is fair, they look incredible. They're wonderful. It's just when I look at some of these retro figures that are trying to be vintage, it looks more like 
retro figures that are trying to be vintage. They don't look vintage. Like, and I know, I think they've brought in some of the old sculptors to kind of show them how to do things and how to dumb things down. But I just think that they need to go even more simple. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like they weren't always screen accurate. Yeah. And I think no, that even that Grand Inquisitor's badass, dude. Yeah. Compared to see, wow. He's, he's got a vinyl cape. He doesn't have a cloth cape, but I mean, he looks great. I'm surprised you wouldn't get that one because that one's a Rebels. I don't freak. know. I just skipped over him. The retro line, I've kind of skipped. I don't know why. I just haven't paid attention to it. Straight out of Rebels. Yeah. As of today, uh, the fifth brother's available. Vader, the Grand Inquisitor, Ned B, which is the one that I was looking at when I said it was a little too modern. Oh, like, the, the, the yeah. droid. I'm looking at that one. <clears throat> and uh, the Grand Inquisitor, they all look a little too detailed in my my untrained eye, I guess, but whatever. Right. I, I kind of agree. I mean, it, you would think that they would be like, all right, let's pull it back and, and let's pretend like it is 1978. And you got to watch pennies. And, you know, if a paint app, it costs you an extra penny per figure, you don't put it on. Yeah. I think it looks great. I I like what they're doing with the Mando line of the retro and then now the Kenobi line of the retro. I, I want like a new set of six figures from the original trilogy in the retro line. Yeah. That would be just splendid. And there's a, there's a, a guy. So you were, hold on, before you, where are they available? Where can I find them? Just anywhere? Ezra Pulse right now. Okay. Awesome. The only ones I don't see is she was released a couple weeks ago. The fifth, the third sister, the fifth sister, the third sister, the fifth brother is still available. And oh yeah, Reva's still available. It's all pre-order. Okay. It's still available. You can order them all. Cool beans. Cool. So what were you gonna say before I made you stop? Yeah, there's a guy that's selling the last, who he's calling the last 17, their new figures. They're, they're basically like the retro, but they're figures that Kenner never made. Uh-huh. He sells them on Etsy, and that's the kind of stuff I wish Hasbro was doing. But, I mean, this guy's doing them, and they look just as good. Sometimes I, like, question his selection. But, but yeah, there's a market there is what I'm trying to say. That's where I'm going with that. The last 17, would you want Hasbro to make those figures as part of the retro collection? Let's start there. If they did them enough to where you could, you know, tell a difference. I Truthfully, I don't think the retro line hurts anything because I thought that the retro line would really hurt like 12 back collectors, you know, like the OG 12 backs. Yeah. And it hadn't touched. Uh the vintage stuff. So let's, you know, if they want to do last 17, go for it, but you better make it to where you could find, you know, see, tell a difference. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Cause like the one figure that I'm, I'm afraid to buy to be quite honest is blue snaggletooth because blue snaggletooth seems to be degrading and he's a $600 figure. So is that something that it would be much easier for me to buy that? as a Hasbro piece. Mm -hmm. However, I would have problems because just the, the small OCD that I have to put a new blue snaggletooth next to my vintage figures. And I don't want to trick people thinking that I have a blue snaggletooth, but I don't want to spend $600 on a blue snaggletooth that 
possibly could degrade in the next five years. Yeah. I didn't think they were, they, Jesus. Like I keep saying when pricing, when, when I hear pricing, I'm like, thank God I did this five years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Face. We, I mean, um, Doug was talking about buying yak face at second chance and they had it for what? $600. Yeah. But I think it was between six and six fifty, And he That's... told me, he said that with a straight face and I was just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So those figures right there would, would, Hasbro make them and should they make them? They have every right to make them. They have the license, but just because you could doesn't mean you should. Right. I, I, um, I don't think it would hurt the vintage market, dude. I, I, I see it that it hurts like the TVC market because they did the, the, the Mandalorian, whatever the redhead Mandalorian is the, uh, and when they re-release the Ahsoka, you yes, you, you see the price drop, but you don't see it like. I think that's the only time it's really affected the market. But you brought up the redhead uh, Shea Vizsla from yes. the Vintage Collection. I saw someone who probably didn't know much in the hobby or was just coming to the hobby spend one hundred and fifty dollars on the new version of Shea Vizsla, thinking it was the older version. I would assume, right? And so that's the market confusion that some of these like a yak face or a blue snaggletooth or a general lando or paplu or death yeah. star gunner it's a death star gunner right the black one with the red band yes you would hope that somebody would do their research before they spend 150 dollars on something that's 12 dollars it's tough that, to tell though yeah <clears throat> Are you would I mean that's why I don't jump at things unless I know what I'm buying. Uh, I because I wouldn't spend. I would hope that I would take a moment and take a breath before I spent 150 dollars on on a brand new on a figure and do my homework. Um, because I or at least reach out to somebody or you know I I feel bad for that guy that did it, but yeah, you know yeah. I. I, I you gotta you gotta do both sides of the coin you know you gotta be like hey that sucks but on the other side of the coin you do your homework right and if you're not going to do your homework and not look into things because all these apps i think that was on macari i saw that you could message the people that are selling it and be like give me give me detailed pictures or and if the guy's cool with you and he'll send you the pictures then you could tell what kind of what version it is and if it's going to be a douchebag just move along Move along. Move along. <laughs> um, but and then there's also people in the community you can reach out to. That's what that's what uh yeah, but if you're not part of the community, if you're because yeah. there's people who are um not part of like I'm repeating myself, they're not in the community, they're not part of a collecting club, they see these things um and they just go ahead and buy it. I wanted to talk about yeah. something that people were not privy to however you saw it i saw oh, it yeah um it's not online yet it hasn't leaked or if it has leaked it's been pulled i yeah. want to talk about what you saw and your connection to the ahsoka trailer so ahsoka was three weeks into filming when they did the mandalorian panel and dave filoni had a surprise for people it was not a lot of talking if i remember right it was just all visuals for like 30 seconds. Well, let me back you up before you even see that. Um, 
I'm trying to collect my thoughts because yeah, I'm still much. pissed at myself because after we left, we were like, we just let things flow. You know, the best part of that trip was when we just went with the flow. Mm-hmm. And that's how we, you, you got to wave to, to Hugh and McGregor. That's how I got to thank, uh, you know, talk to Dave Filoni yep. right before this panel. I was coming back from the Mando thing upstairs and I saw that they were letting people into the overflow rooms and I, Oh, it's just, I don't, who wants to watch a panel in an overflow room? You got to forgive yourself. I do, but it just, I, I it just, you didn't it just make sucks. It. I didn't, I didn't, you know, and you dipped out. I dipped out and I didn't, I'm like, I could have gone in the overflow room, but I mean, I guess I'm just I'm, I'm trying to remind myself and remind people to start going with the flow a little bit more at celebration or when you're on trips because cool sh- stuff happens. Um, Not just celebration, be flexible and adaptable in life, and you never know what's going to happen. Exactly, and I wasn't flexible and adaptable. I was thinking maybe with my stomach a little bit too much. I don't remember what my thinking was, but I was like, "It's Dave Filoni," I, or why? Why would it's not? Nothing's going to happen in that panel. Right, so they call anyway, it a Mandalorian panel, not an Ahsoka preview panel. It's a Mandalorian. It was. It was. It was dubbed a, a chat with Dave Filoni or something. It wasn't even. It was. That's all it was. I don't think it was even a Mandalorian panel. I. I. And also because we were at the Light and Magic panel, you did. You skipped out on. It. Good thing you did because the world running of the hoods were way better than way better than the Light and Magic panel. Um, it was just a boring panel. I'm like, I don't want to sit through another boring panel. Um, where it's just talking which was what the light and magic panel was but yeah. anyway, long story short. So I go and I go to lunch and as I'm eating, I start getting text messages. Dude, you need to find the Ahsoka. You need to find the Ahsoka trailer. You need to, Oh my God, you're going to freak out. And then people, I mean, two or three people are pinging me about it. And then about t- after I'm done eating, I get the cell phone video. <laughs> so the, um, Wi-Fi, there was no really no service in the in the venue. And by the time I finally get it to download, I'm in like the Star Wars live room and I start bawling my eyes out. So I'm like, I gotta find a place to that I can hide and watch this video. And then that's when I found you when you were recording the thing and, and yep. showed you. But anyway, let's yes. get ready. Yes. So, <laughs> so, so I just wanted to give the background real quick before we get into it because I just have to clear my head, man. Yeah. You're getting excited and teary and, and emotional already. We haven't yeah. talked about it. So, like I said, it was 30 seconds long. There was just a bunch of um, visuals. Well, was first, oh, sorry, I didn't even get to the other part. First, as as they're doing the panel, they go and they start talking and they bring Rosario out. And then they're like, hey, Rosario, did you bring any friends? And she goes, hey, Chop, and brings out a live action version of Chopper. So number oh, yeah. one, you 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 miss that part totally. So she's interacting with Chopper, and you're just like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. And then they show the panel. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah, it's probably the one that they used in Rogue One. Oh it, no, I, uh, dude, the way that Chopper was acting because he did the head thing that Chopper does. Oh, that you know how shaking. Chopper is shaking. It doesn't just rotate. The uh, dome kind of goes up and down too. Yeah, it was doing the whole Chopper thing. So this was Chopper from uh, Ahsoka. Because Dave Filoni even kind of said, hey, Chop, you need to get back to the set or okay. be careful, he's expensive. Or All That right. was back. the Chopper from back. So go ahead. Sorry. Back to the trailer. <laughs> back to the trailer. 
What did you see? All right. So um, I was trying to watch it. I didn't get down here in enough time, but I've got it oh. queued up. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of queue it up and um, I've got no. All right. So this is him. This is a, so this is a, so, okay. It just went dark. The room went dark in the celebration. The room, and then, okay. So there's a picture of the back of Ahsoka's head. She's in like a, Oh shit. That's the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it looks, yeah, she's in the ghost. And it's cell phone video, so it's bouncing up and down. Yeah. Um, it's tough to hear, too, because people start screaming. Right. So you've got shots of the back of Ahsoka. And you've got her feeling something. Which you thought was the world between worlds, but I don't think that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. I think I'll it's get, a stone with carvings on it. I'll, it's not. I'll get sorry. to that in, in a second, because we, we just saw a door open and it's freaking Hera. <laughs> the back of Hera though. The back of Hera. We don't see what the actress is. We don't. So yeah, it's hold on. Let me pause it. Let me get back over there. So it's, it's a cockpit. You see it something. And, and wow, there's somebody trying to use the force. Well, okay, how do you so, know that? How do you know that? We got to paint a picture for the people. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me back it up to where you see Hera. <laughs> so you see something open up, and it's a guy, and then Hera is on the left. So um, yeah, the door opens to like the bridge of a ship. It's either the bridge of a ship or something or the something. Yeah, and, and then you just see the back of people. You see the back of Hera, and you see the back of Ahsoka, right? Right. And then there's another gentleman, and you see them like walking on the ship. It looks like there's a bunch of droids. It's either a ship or like a cargo shipping area, something. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a ship, but it's definitely a control room of some type that they walk into. We should also say because we don't know it's Hera, it could just be another Twi'lek with green. What are they called? Leku? <laughs> You're giving me a look right now. Like, shut the heck up. <laughs> she's got the headgear on and she's got the yellow pants and it, she's got a flight jacket on. It's See, I'm trying era. to force the descriptions out of you. You didn't say so, that because you're getting sorry. emotional. I love it. And this is where I need to slow down because I'm like, Jason, you're so good at describing stuff. And you're like, dude, you get too excited. You need to just slow down. So it opens up to this control room thing, and there's you see the back of Hera, which you could tell because she's got the head, the Hera headgear on. She's got a flight jacket on, which you never really see Hera with a flight jacket, but whatever. And then she's got the orange pants. And then you see a guy with a nice big bald spot, and then you see Ahsoka, which you only see like the the tail, her headgear. Mm-hmm. Um so the then next shot. <laughs> the next shot. So people are losing their shit. That's where, I, and then you see, there's a there's a bridge of something. Okay, so this shot is pause. A star destroyer bridge? No, it's it looks like a ship. It's like the inside of a ship, but it's not the ghost. It may be the ghost, but it doesn't look like what I would consider the ghost. Okay. Uh, and then the next shot, which I missed, was somebody at a table, which that may have been freaking Jason. Which holy shit? Was it a kid? Is, it's a kid. And he's sitting at a table with his arm out trying to pull a cup towards him. And it's mm-hmm. fast. You'd miss mm-hmm. it. And was it keeps it fading. Up. It's a human hand. Oh, but it wasn't green. It wasn't. I thought Jason was partly green. Maybe little, his hair me, was green. His hair was green. 
yeah, it's a little kid hand. And that's something people missed. Yeah, he's definitely trying. He's at a round table. It could be the ghost. I'd have to go back and look at pictures of them sitting at the ghost table. See if it's because it looks like a bullseye. The table okay. does. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely a little kid's hand. And he's doing the typical force pull where, you know, the Vader choke or whatever, trying to pull a cup towards him. Wow. I'm breaking this down like I haven't broke it down before. But anyway. Yeah. We got to speed it up. <laughs> Sorry. And then you see Ahsoka. This is where I thought you were thinking that I thought it was the world between worlds, but Ahsoka's touching something with writing on it. I thought it was the world between worlds, but more the, the, the more I read it, because I, I watched, I'm doing a Rebels rewatch. And when they went into the Jedi temple on Lothal, that was, that's Jedi writing. So I think she's in a Jedi temple versus the world between worlds. So to me, when I saw that, I, I was thinking the stone, the seeing stone that Groku goes on in the Mandalorian. Yeah. Because it is a stone. It's round. Was it flat, though? It's flat. It's like a table. But it does have like the writing around it, just like the seeing stone. So that's why I was like, that's not a world between worlds. That's more of a Jedi temple thing. Yeah, that's I think it's more Jedi temple now that I've watched, uh, you know, started my Rebels rewatch. Uh, OK, so it fades to black again. You see one of the droids from from Rebels fades to black. Which droid? The ASP uh, droid? Yeah, the one with the, the ears. I don't know which droid it is, but it's one of the droids from Rebels. Okay. We'll take uh, your word for it. Yeah. So and then it fades. Then you see Ahsoka popping her her uh popping locking hood dancing. off. Okay. And it's just it's just a hey, look. If you had any doubt, it's the Ahsoka show. What did you say? I totally missed what you said. You said pop, and I said she's popping and locking <laughs> in the trailer. I'm sorry. I, Jason can't hear the trailer. You guys can't either, but I should have done this better. Did no, we don't want to hear it because I all don't right. know if that's going to get us into Yeah. So it, it's, it's a shot of Ahsoka taking her hood off and just like very lingering on it. And then now it's the title page Ahsoka. And the money People shot. cheering. Yay, Ahsoka. And then people are starting to lose their stuff again. So is Glenn. Yeah. So hold on a minute. And then you see it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you want me to describe what it is? I got it. I got right. it. Well, the cell phone pans down because there was a lot of people, you know, if you were caught filming, you were kicked out. So the cell phone pans down and people freak out. And he pans it right back up in enough time to see the He closing. or she. We don't know who did right. this. You they pan back up in just enough time to catch a glimpse of Sabine in front of the mural, like the ending shot of Rebels. The so family. The, the family, family mural. So Sabine's looking up, but it was what her and Ezra that she's looking at specifically. That's what's in frame. Let me let me I, I think it's no. the whole shot. It's the remake, it's the live action remake of that shot. Yeah, but I thought you see her head on the left and on yeah. the right side of the screen, you see her self-portrait with Ezra right next to her. Right. But it's the family. It's, it's zoomed in on that. Right. It is the family portrait, but they're only focusing on two characters in that shot. Right. And it is Sabine, which they did bring out on uh, the Star Wars dot com, Star Wars show dot com, whatever it is, the stage. They brought out Rosario and the actress playing Sabine, and they said, you're playing Sabine. Right. Well, they did it at the panel. They announced it at the panel, and then later on they were at that 
Star Wars Live. I wish I'd had the patience to kind of hang out there, but I didn't want to hang out there for five or six hours. I don't know how much, I don't know how fast they were bringing people out at that stage. Yeah. Um, so your, your initial thoughts on the, um, <laughs> excuse me, trailer. I think I want to make sure that was the last shot. Yeah. That's the that last, shot. last shot. Um, and then also let me, let me just, and then when they show the, the Ahsoka, it's got what I think is the world between worlds behind it. When they show the logo. Yeah. <sighs> I'm still emotional. It still brings up the same emotions as when I first saw it. Um, I'm excited, dude. I called this what when when she said, "Where's Grand Admiral Thrawn?" That I'm like, the Ahsoka show is going to be Rebel season five. Um, I didn't know it was going to be like this. <laughs> um, I'm I'm excited. I can't wait. I'm I love these characters. Uh. I'm trying not to get overexcited because when I do that, I, I, I lose my expectations. You know, it, 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 you get let down. I get let down. Um, the, uh, <laughs> yes. I'm, when you, you told me we were going to do this, I'm like, I better have tissues ready. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> just knowing that, that they're going to bring these characters back is exciting to me. Uh, it was it was very special to me uh, because the, Saturday was cosplay day at celebration. So when I took a picture with Hera, I was like, "Hey, have you seen this?" And one of them looked at me and goes, "I'm in full makeup. Why would you make me cry?" So everybody had the same emotions. Yeah. It was um, that made my Saturday. <coughs> Excuse me being able to do that um you know just having that moment and then there was a rebels um meet up in that afternoon so yeah it, damn you dave filoni anyway he's i can't i'm trying not like i said i don't want to get overexcited about it but this is the show we've been waiting for as rebels fans for like four or five years yeah, it does seem like they're picking up some of the threads left over at the end of the, of Rebels, and they're going to carry it through. Um, specifically, that shot of Sabine looking at Ezra, like it seems like that's a thread that's yeah. not... It, it doesn't seem like that's too far of a leap to say that they're going to pick up some of the things that they left off. Right. But it might be just from Ahsoka's point of view. You might not get everything, because it is Ahsoka's show. Right. I, but when they leave... Wasn't there, wasn't there some sort of voiceover for that boy? I do anything or something like that. I didn't see. I didn't hear anything. For okay. which which one? From the trailer. What? There was no. There was no vocals. What am I thinking of? Anyways, moving on. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't hear any voiceover. It was just all cheering, all cheering, <laughs> and all music and all dramatic. So yeah. Uh, so you're excited. I'm excited. It's funny. Have you seen the uh, Trojan horse meme? No. That it's 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 the Trojan horse. It's a picture of the Trojan horse. Then above it, it says uh, the Ahsoka show. And then in the middle where all the the, the oh. soldiers are, it says Rebels season Rebels five. Season five yeah. And then it says Star Wars yeah. on the castle. <laughs> Star yeah. Wars fans um, or Dave Filoni or whatever. But yeah. 
uh yeah i'm excited for the show i can't wait uh i think we've got what probably a year to wait on it probably uh, next summer i've already texted my wife and i'm like next year i don't know what i'm spending on uh rebels merch <laughs> merch. Ahsoka merch, Rebels merch. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I'm waiting for the repaint of the Bo-Katan helmet as a as a Sabine helmet. <laughs> I've been waiting yeah. for that since they announced that Bo-Katan helmet. You know that's yeah. going to happen now. Um, I'm hoping that. Uh, well, we may not see the dark sabers in the Mandalorian, so you're not going to see the dark saber. Uh, I've I've been bugging I bugged Jazzwares until they probably were tired of seeing me about a ghost. But did you see their latest uh, post on Instagram? No, that they're they're gonna do the uh, Ahsoka Tie Fighter. Not the Ahsoka, the Sabine Tie Fighter. No, I gotta follow them. Is it Jazzwares on Instagram? No, it's not Jazzwares. It's it's they've got a, another. Um, it's dedicated to that line, and it's oh, not. I'd, I'd have to I have to find it, but um. Yeah, we'll do that afterwards. This is anyway. They the they've announced that they're going to do the uh, Sabine Tie Fighter, which that's been my uh, right after the Ghost. That's been my have to get ship because they've only released it in like miniature form and it's expensive. It's like twenty bucks, twenty thirty bucks in miniature form because it's already out of. I don't. It's hard to find because they did the Ghost. They did a couple of other things, but I'm like, you know, they look incredible, but there's nothing to them. You know, they they don't like the Jazzwear stuff. At least you could open it up and play with it and see mm -hmm. stuff um so they've announced that i think they've kind of hinted that the, you know they're going to do an a-wing rogue squadron a-wing and so i'm, I'm really did jazzwear stuff i'm i'm ecstatic about uh anyway the just i know my, my wife's like yep just sent me the <laughs> thumbs up because uh she knows that she knows what rebels means to me uh yeah and it's just it just I'm excited. Uh, I, yeah, I'm rewatching it. The best advice I can give is if you haven't watched Rebels, watch Rebels because I really think it's the bouncing point for the for the rest of the, for everything that's going to be coming out. I think that's the starting point for everything that's going to be coming out in the next couple of years. So, pivoting from Ahsoka to uh, Obi Wan. I was going to say something. We're going to go into spoilers. I just got to say that. But I want, yeah. what I really wanted to say was pivoting from Rebels to Clone Wars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Clone Wars and uh, Revenge of the Sith. Not Revenge of the Sith. What's the middle one? Because that wouldn't be Revenge. No, I guess it Attack would be. Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith a little bit. <clears throat> and Return of the Jedi, if you yeah. picked up on some of that. So I thought this... I've liked the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. I thought it was the best that... Um, Lucasfilm has made so far and that says a lot because I really love the Mandalorian both seasons one and two and I, I really like what they're doing but for some reason uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi just knocking it out of the park and they were like hold my beer watch what we do with episode five <laughs> not only are you going to get an incredible episode but we're going to insert a metaphor to what's going on and that metaphor is going to be pre-attack of the clones and it's going to explain a few things in attack of the clones which may not have been clear because if you remember in Attack of the Clones, Anakin accuses, he tells Padme that Obi-Wan is holding him back. Oh. And it's quite obvious why uh, Obi-Wan is holding Anakin back because his need to, to be victorious. He needs to lose that. 
before he can step forward. So Obi-Wan's holding him back because it's not obviously what Jedi's do. They're not focused on being victorious. So there's a lesson there that Obi-Wan's trying to, to tell Anakin he needs to learn, but Anakin's interpreting it as Obi-Wan's holding him back from his true power. I saw that. Okay, now that makes sense because I, I saw that online. And it's yeah. to me, half the stuff on Facebook's clickbait. So yeah. I, I never click on it. So that, wow. So that that's part of it. There was some moves, and I've, I heard him talking about this in an interview, how when they were filming episode three, they would just make things up on the set. And then, so there were some moves that they did in coming back to it. <coughs> Excuse me. In Obi-Wan Kenobi, the uh, stunt coordinators were looking at this stuff like it was the Bible and like, oh, look how you moved here. And they're like, I made that up on the spot. That wasn't something we pro- practiced on. Um, mm-hmm. and, but here they are, you know, incorporating those moves and having to relearn it. There was a couple moves during this, the Revenge of the Sith fight scene when Anakin is, you know, twirling his lightsaber in front of him and then he moves into the back and he's twirling it. That's something they pulled into this Attack of the Clones piece. And then there's also the part where um, Anakin has Obi-Wan against the ropes. He's got them both in the show but he's also got him in that fight scene and that's where the parallels are coming in. So whatever was going on in the show, it would flash back to that pre attack of the clone scene. And there's lessons there that Obi-Wan still can pass for because what I really liked about the show and my mind's going in a million places right now, what I really like about this show is that Obi-Wan is still treating Darth Vader as if he's his Padawan. Obi-Wan is still ahead of, of Darth Vader. Darth Vader is more powerful in every way. You see that, how he's holding back ships, how he's dragging people through the streets and snapping necks. And we see that Obi-Wan Kenobi has been broken from the Force. But the relationship between the two is still very much Obi-Wan is the master. So that when they meet again in A New Hope and Darth Vader says, I was once the learner, we're still seeing that relationship that Darth Vader is still very much the learner and Obi-Wan Kenobi is the master. Mm Mm-hmm. So I like that, but where I was going with this, in that fight scene, Anakin has Obi-Wan Kenobi up against the ropes and he's swinging his lightsaber down, down, down. That's mm-hmm. like the reverse shot in Return of the Jedi when um, Luke is slamming into Darth Vader's lightsaber over and over and then he finally cuts off the hand. It's uh-huh. the same shot. It's the you same know, move too. So that was... Oh, we hadn't seen episode six. Uh, our buddy Ted over at Force, of course, have you heard his last episode? Yeah, yeah. Where he's like, there's definite. So if you look at Obi-Wan, the first episode of Obi-Wan, then you look at the first episode, like you look at, uh, ah, shit, Phantom Menace, there's definite. There's parallels. Parallels. And then you look at, so if you look at each episode of Obi-Wan, there's parallels with each movie, the corresponding movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, now is he doing too much work into it or what? Or, you know, is he there? There definitely is stuff and, and listening to it. He does a better, you know, does a really good job of explaining it. Uh, but when you were saying that parallel thing, it's, it just reminded me of that. So there's yeah. definitely parallels between this show and the movies. Um, which which uh, there's been rumors that they've changed the ending to episode six uh-huh. uh, because they want Reva to have her own show or whatever. So they've changed her fate, but it would make sense, episode six, if Darth Vader 
comes to the good side real quick to kill Riva and save Obi-Wan or something along those lines. Yeah. And that would parallel Revenge of the Return of the Jedi. Revenge of the Jedi. <laughs> I don't know why my brain is thinking that. I, I'm I'm curious where they're going uh with this. I, I we're we're jumping all over with it with this because it's not a shot for shot redo on it. But uh you know I thought what they did with Riva w- was interesting you know her being the the youngling and then vader calling her out mm-hmm. and then him him killing her the same or you know giving putting a lightsaber that's the shot was the same shot i thought her arc was interesting it was an interesting way of her arc uh yeah coming back around uh, i and i i want to go back to like obi-wan you could tell all of a sudden his connection with the force he just got it turned on because he's back he's a he's Jedi. back he's yeah the way that he was pushing, they were pushing around Riva. You know, he, he forces Riva out that door, and it's a good thirty foot push. It's like all, oh, it's on like Donkey Kong now. Yeah. Uh, so Riva has been working the dark side to get revenge on Vader. That's what it sounds like. Because I'm not sure that's earned, based on what we saw in ep- in episodes one through four. Because she was just hell bent. I'm becoming the Grand Inquisitor. I guess she's working her way up the ladder to get closer to Vader to have her moment. Right. But I, I just didn't see any good in her. Yeah. I guess maybe that's perceived good because she's still seeking revenge, which is a dark side thing. I want to say it was because she's a Jedi or a good person. I think she's just seeking revenge because you yeah. do have people that are assholes that want revenge. Yeah, and then Obi-Wan found a moment to exploit it. And Vader like called his ass out. <laughs> which is what when, when when they went up against when he went up against reva vader called him out you know obi-wan was smart to use you against me yeah it seems like the moment that we've seen in the skywalker saga where a skywalker throws away the lightsaber uh-huh. and metaphorically becomes self-sacrifice that's the moment they become a true jedi we saw that in return of the jedi when um Luke throws away his lightsabers, his lightsaber. He becomes a Jedi there. And he does self, self-sacrifice in, in The Last Jedi. I mean, right. That's is that's the most Jedi a Jedi could be. And so uh, here Obi-Wan Kenobi has thrown away his lightsaber and he's self-sacrificing himself for the best for the better of the, the rebels. In that moment, he, in my mind, became more Jedi than he's ever been. Uh-huh. He's a true Jedi now. He's learned his lessons. So I'm really excited to see episode six and see where this leads. Um, the, the Darth Vader is just incredible in this show. Right. They've just knocked that character. I, I say that every week. They've knocked the character out of the park. He's frightening. He's powerful. Everything that I wish we had seen him in the original trilogy, we're seeing here. Um, holding ships back, um, fighting Riva. That fight scene was incredible. Yeah. Darth Vader didn't. Darth Vader didn't even need to use his lightsaber <laughs> at times. He was holding the lightsaber back with the Force. He didn't use his lightsaber in that whole fight. Right. He used her lightsaber. He used the other half of her lightsaber. Hey, I've got. I've got something. We'll get back to that in a second. I've got. I, 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 there was a total continuity error in that show. <laughs> Let it regarding go. that Wars. lightsaber huh it's star wars let it go i know but all of a sudden she <laughs> picks up her lightsaber and it's whole it's like 
when did that happen? I thought Vader was using both ends. Seeing Vader use a two lightsabers was amazeballs. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, that fight scene for him just kicking Reva's ass was wow. You know, it being all one-sided. Uh, yeah. It just, yeah, like you said, it just, it's so weird that, and I understand why it happens because you have to, you have to let it go just like you do the fact that you've got Hugh and McGregor and then you got Alec Guinness playing the same character 20 years apart. And Alec Guinness is so much older than Hewan. Uh, I think we're eight years apart now. Eight years. Point. Okay. Whatever yeah. it is, it's too far apart to look. It's, it's a rough eight years. You know, they look totally different. They look 20, 30 years difference. Um, that original lightsaber battle between and, and a new hope is so slow compared to the stuff we're seeing now. And you just mm-hmm. kind of, I, and I think they did a decent job mirroring it in Rebels, Obi-Wan versus uh, Darth Maul, because it was a fast lightsaber battle. But we've we've become accustomed to, you know, Yoda doing backflips, you know, and, and yeah. going, you know, going crazy on stuff uh, over the past few years. But yeah, I saw someone uh, some <coughs> excuse me, someone daydream that, you know, the last we saw Reva, she was kind of like on the ground and she had that communicator yeah they're like what would be cool is if yoda comes around the corner and trains her some more and it's like come on man yoda's stuck on dagobah he's not going anywhere (laughs) but the ending of that episode set up what could be just the greatest thing that in my opinion the greatest thing that lucasfilm has done since getting star wars i can't imagine what they're going to do and it's supposed to be an hour and 30 minutes this this final episode the yeah. final shot of Riva knowing that there's a boy on Tatooine. You know, I'm sure she can make the leap. She's already made the leap that Anakin is Darth Vader. Is she going to make the leap that Leia and Luke are Darth Vader's children? Um, and then the focusing on Luke sleeping. The fact that we see Luke as a 10-year-old boy sleeping mm-hmm. in Star Wars content is incredible. Live action. The fact that he's going to be the center point of episode six he's going to be the MacGuffin, the thing that reva is going to be motivated to get revenge on obi-wan or get revenge on vader and use this child you know something's going on there we don't know yet right and obi-wan stuck on a ship without a hyperdrive yeah paralleling last jedi yeah um i'm curious what's going to happen is it is she going <coughs> to it's one of those where you kind of have to suspend. I don't. You you know everything's going to be okay, but you they do such a good job of being like, oh crap, what's going to happen to these characters? Uh, you know, which they had to because, you know, the writing. I think the writing and the directing and the acting in this show, but for for knowing the outcome, yeah, keeps you on the edge of your seat. Yeah, uh, they did an incredible job with that. Uh, I've got to kind of you know, I got to take a step back and watch it a little bit. Because they are again, you know, are I get excited for other stuff like the Ahsoka show, and I don't can't concentrate on Obi Wan. I've done that, you know, above, I do that all the time, where you're just excited for something else, and it's like I've got to focus on this now. Uh, I, I'm I'm enjoying the show. I'm not like I don't I'm not blown away. I'm blown away, but I'm not like oh my god, it's the best thing. And, and it, even though it is, is that what I sound like? No, everybody sounds like that right now with Obi Wan. They sound exactly. Oh my God, this is the best thing. <laughs> you you don't go that high pitch, but I um, can though. I'll just talk for the rest of the episode like this. I'm Mickey Mouse. Hey, uh, everybody. Uh, how's it going? Do you like my show? 
<laughs> I own Disney now. I own Lucasfilm. <laughs> I own Star Wars. Um, <laughs> um, it's not that bad, but everybody's. I, I don't get me wrong, dude. This show is they they. This show, I think, is everything everybody wanted from it. Uh, it's I think it's everything that everybody didn't want, and then they do want, and then it's like. You know, how how is that? How are they going to make this show good? Because everybody's thinking it's how, you know, Ben Kenobi's stuck on Tatooine watching Luke. And then they do the whole thing with Leia, which totally takes you off. And, you know, you get to see Leia as a 10 year old little brat in a good way, you know, and everybody's, you know, like I said, once you realize that it, she's acting like Leia and at 10, because Leia's at 19 when she meets, you know, when we see her in A New Hope, she's still got that you know, leadership quality. That's how a 10 year old with that leadership quality is going to act. Um, and everybody's like that other podcast that I listen to are like a normal 10 year old girl's a brat. This girl's been trained, you know, yeah. to, to have that leadership quality yeah. instilled in her. Uh, so she's really, you know, it's, it's just her being, you know, um, her being who she is. And somebody actually, you know, did say that, you know, I wish they wish Carrie Fisher was still alive so they could see her being Leia at 10. You know, and that's something I, wow, you know, that'd be fun to see. Man, there uh, was someone at, at Celebration, apparently, uh, like a 10-year-old dread, dressed as Jin Erso, who had Death Star plans. That's from 17 or 9. That's from... Oh, I forget. I'm moving on. Well, go ahead. Do it. Say what you were going to say. I thought it was this Celebration. No, it was, I think it was uh, Celebration Orlando or Celebration Chicago. Because they said, they said that she was handing out Death Star plans to anyone dressed as Leia, and she had one left, and she dropped it off at Carrie Fisher's gravesite. Which would be Anaheim. Maybe they did it again this year. I'm sorry, I didn't read that much, and I didn't read, like I said, I didn't clickbait. Anyways, on because there's even a picture of Leia with a, a, a Carrie Fisher at, at 10 years old with a bird, and they're like, her bird's name was Lola, and that's why they named this droid Lola. And it's, yeah, it's not right. Um, which would be cool if that's what they did, but it, you know. Well, to to counterpoint what you're saying, because I think Deborah Chow is an amazing director to have i think she's just the, one of the greatest directors in star wars i think she's knocked out of the park with this show um obi-wan kenobi and han solo kind of parallel because han solo in the force awakens goes back to being uh a smuggler like uh -huh. all the character development he's made in episodes four five and six and episode seven we see him go back to to four by the end of the movie, he's back to where he was in six. So it was just like a repeat. It wasn't that interesting to me. And kind of like what you're saying with the the tension, you know, going into to the show, there's there was there could be no tension because we know exactly what happens to these characters. We already know where they end up. So what? It doesn't matter. But Deborah Chow's made it matter through everything that's happening and these interesting characters. Obi-Wan Kenobi has kind of lost his way and he's not a Jedi anymore, similar to Han Solo. He kind of took a step back. But I think it's different here because it's just more interesting. Um, for some reason, I'm caring more for Obi-Wan Kenobi, maybe because it's the tragedy of what had happened. Um, Han Solo didn't really... We didn't see the tragedy of losing Ben. Mm. We did see the tragedy of Anakin becoming Darth Vader. It's just you, you, all heightened. Yeah, you know what I think it is? What? I think it's you waving to him on the floor of celebration. No. no having that moment. No. <laughs> no, no, no. He is a handsome dude. I can tell you that because he's a handsome dude. I'm like, oh, crap. I wish I was that handsome. 
Dude, I just think for you, that was your celebration moment because all leading up to celebration, you made the patches of Hugh and McGregor. You made of Obi-Wan because you did both patches. And then you did, you know, you bought the, you were, you were mad because you didn't buy the, the, the autograph when it came back up or when it went up on first time. And then, and then all of a sudden when it came back, you were able to do it. And then you were looking forward to that. You were looking, trying to get a poster and you, I think your celebration was wrapped around Obi-Wan and then you seeing I think it all plays into each other, you know, and I'm excited yeah. for you because, you know, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome seeing that and, you know, being, watching it happen and then, you know, now feeling it, you know what I mean? And yeah, you're saying I'm biased with this I, show I, and it's not the case. I'm not saying you're biased, but I think it's everything. I think, no, I think it's just the perfect storm for you. If that, you know, it's just, it's happening. Everything's happening right now in your star Wars world revolves around Obi-Wan and, and Hugh and McGregor. And that's awesome. And I'm not saying you're biased, but maybe yeah. you, I am. You are. I am, <laughs> but it's awesome. I mean, I, Same I'm, thing I'm with you and rebels, but right. I'm I, so excited for you right now because this is your star Wars, you know, I love the Obi-Wan Kenobi show guys. <laughs> Just wait for rebels. Wait for the Ahsoka show for me. I'll be a freaking basket case. Because yeah, I'll be doing all the talking because I'll be like, can you believe that happened? <laughs> like, all right. Yes, he can't believe that happened. What about Ahsoka when she did this? <laughs> all right. He can't believe it. What about when Jason did something? Oh, my God. Oh, that Jason, not me. Right, right, right. Jason, Jason Sandula. Jason Sandula on the Star Wars uh, Ahsoka show will be like, oh, my God, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Dude, could you imagine if they, oh, my, oh, no, Obi-Wan's dead at that point. But anyway. It makes much more sense now because Force Awakens comes out and Kylo Ren's real name is Ben. And you're like, why the hell did Leia name her kid Ben? It I'm should still... be Luke's kid that named Ben. But the show highlights why. Because there was such a connection there. Mm-hmm. It was a Jedi that protected her, that, that gave up everything for her. And everything she's accomplished, I mean... She accomplished on her own, yes, but there was a moment in her life where it seemed like nothing would happen because she was going to be tortured by an Inquisitor and Ben came to save her. So there was some respect. And I don't want to demean what she does. It's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying No, she, you're there was an important moment, a core memory. Right. No, and and yeah, that does make more sense because when when Kylo Ren, when he said Ben, you're just like, what the fluff? And because I'm like, no, it should have been Jason. But anyway, that's me being an EU snob. Um, yeah, I damn it, it does make sense. I I think that's a if I'm gonna pick pick a plot hole, that to me is a major plot hole in this show. But I don't know, you know, you're she's ten. You're gonna forget stuff when you're ten. Yeah. You know, I you know you forget a lot of stuff, but you know yeah it does i think i i do enjoy that in star wars when they do go back and retcon stuff uh because they did it with the millennium falcon and solo when they put ev uh whatever what was her name the droid and lando's droid into the falcon and then in a new hope or whatever when 3po's talking l3 yeah they put l3 into the falcon and then when um 3PO is talking to the Falcon. It's like, what the hell's where, where'd they learn to talk like this? And then they totally wrote a character, wrote a moment into, to make that moment even better. Yeah. Yep. So 
So what do you think is going to happen? I, I'm, I, I don't, I didn't, I'm curious. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, it, 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 I, yeah, it was I, a major... I would have said that it would parallel, like I said earlier in this episode, that parallel return of the Jedi and Darth Vader saves Obi-Wan and kills Reva. But with the rumors that they want to use Reva going forward, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's going to happen. Gotcha. Obviously, yeah, I... Darth Vader gets close to Luke, and there's going to be that tension where, like, wait, wait, that can't happen. That can't happen. And then something happens where it doesn't happen. I would assume something like that happens. <laughs> I hope you were taking shots every time I said happen there. <laughs> I should have been. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm curious. You know, you know, it's going back to Tatooine, and it's gonna, there's gonna be a shit storm that happens there. Uh, and does Riva does Riva figure it out? You know, it, it is curious. I don't think Vader's going to figure out that they're his kids because him and him and Leia definitely in A New Hope they have enough interaction where something should have triggered. Yeah, it's not until Empire Strikes Back Vader learns that the son of Skywalker destroyed the Death Star. Yeah, which it's still like let's. And, and and then you read all the and it's like why the hell did Luke keep the Skywalker name if they know Anakin Skywalker, you know? Smile and wave, shut your brain off and <laughs> enjoy. Yes. Oh, I, I can't wait to see how they wrap it up. I I I hope they didn't change the ending too much. I'm kind of it, it is aggravating if they're you know hey if they greenlit another season of this, awesome, uh, because that's the rumors. That they green green lighted another because we love the Obi Wan Kenobi show. We want a second season. Yay! (laughs) Yay! Um, But I still think they should have. If they were going to do that, they probably maybe should have wrote the the first season end in a way that they could have done it. But I really hope that they take this up to the point that Ben Kenobi's in the desert and is like that little brat, and he has to go save Luke, and then that's where they end the show. Yeah, I hope so. That would be awesome. I think that's the perfect way to end this show. Yep, we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see next week. I guess we'll have to tell Jordan and, and Richard and Mandy to watch the show because we're going to be talking about it in the car. Yeah, I think Jordan will watch it. Mandy, dude, I watched. Mandy has. I haven't done the the rewatch. She hasn't been into it. Like like normal like normal will because like mandalorian i'll watch it in the morning and i'm watching in the evening and we haven't made that a, a point this this sh- show and i was watching it the other night and uh he looks at leia and says leia and she's like oh, oh. and i'm like oh yeah <laughs> yeah like tim the toolman taylor thankfully she hasn't like stopped and made me like explain anything to her because it's like you're lost you have no clue um she has until Saturday. Yeah. Speaking of Saturday, I also wanted to talk about the meetup. Yeah. Real quick. I know we've been talking for like an hour and 20 minutes, but that was seeing Fernando's dioramas. Like he's got a six foot tall. I'm assuming it's six foot because I'm six foot. Yevin, uh, Yevin four base yeah. that he built out of styrofoam, which was incredible. And it's it, to the point where it inspired me to finally just bite the bullet. And uh, I downloaded files for a 3D printed cantina nice. this week so i started printing that but i had to figure out scale and stuff like it was hard we established earlier in this episode i don't do math <laughs> and i had to scale up from 3.75 to 6 inch and it was hard but i thought it was 
I loved his collection. He's got diorama set up in his room. He had something you don't normally see, a Gungan diorama. A bunch of Gungans hanging out like on uh, uh, Naboo pre-battle. Yeah, that's, that's what he said he's working on this year for Toylana. Yep. <clears throat> but it was good to see everyone again. And uh, looking forward to our summer social. Yeah, that summer social is going to be awesome. Which we've signed up to be part of now. Yeah. So that'll be a fun, fun Sunday. We'll have to talk about how we're going to deal with that. But fun Saturday and a fun Sunday. Dude, why the hell do we say we're going to start something at 830 when we know damn good and well we'll be up till like midnight, maybe one o'clock the night before. Star Warsing. Yeah. We're just Star Warsing. That's what we do. It'll be fun. I love showing off my collection. It'll force me. I'm in the next couple of weeks. I got to freaking uh, start working on that. Yeah, I got to do the same. Got to start pulling. I haven't done it yet. The carbonized figures. <laughs> I got to hide these. I got. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Don't look at the carbonized. I'm sorry. It's like, You're gonna put them in the back. Of everything. What's this behind everything? No, leave those alone. It's like the scene from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Don't look at it. Close your eyes. Miriam, don't look at the carbonized figures. <laughs> Your horrible. face will melt. No. But I think I think they've learned their their lesson with those carbonized figures. Oh, it they seems didn't. like it. They've stopped that. But they're still doing the red the uh, prototype line. Yeah. That just looks bad. It it, it was awesome <laughs> when it was Darth Vader and then Boba Fett. That was cool, and then they just keep going with it. And it's like, guys, please stop. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I am. Like, it was cool when I got the first couple ones, and I wasn't chasing every variant. I was just, an example was fine enough, but now it's just like, it feels lazy. It doesn't feel cool. Yeah, I pre ordered the Luke, full disclosure, but at the same time, I'm like, well, do I re- really want to continue this? If if not, what do I, do I sell the other ones? Do I just keep the Vader and, and Fett? I don't know. But those are the, the questions in my mind. Right. I love the packaging. The packaging on that is is incredible. I love that the, the bright colors and stuff. The figures could use some help. Yeah. Year up. Year up. Year up. So year next up. weekend's Joe Lan- Joe Joe Lana. Joe Fest in Augusta. The Which 25th. Is just G.I. Joe. And if you guys are close to Augusta, or if you guys are really so it is it is the 24th, 25th, 26th in Augusta. If you guys are within driving range two three hours three three four maybe four hours i would push it uh but if you want to see a cool show go down there because it you know i loved it i was impressed with it it's like a two and a half hour drive from us but we're gonna pack a car full of people and go wake up at 7 a.m and get on the road two and a half hours for some people an hour and a half for me <sighs> is it only no, an hour? <laughs> warp speed I'm going to speed. That's Star Trek. We don't do that here. Light uh, speed. Light speed. That's something I do miss in Syracuse. You could, when the lake effect snow would come down, uh-huh. it's like thick balls of snow and you're driving the highway. When that snow starts coming at you, it looks like the Starfield in Star Wars. It's it's fun. Yeah. And then your car, car starts to skid <laughs> and then it doesn't get fun anymore. But for a moment there, when that snow starts hitting your windshield and it looks like Starfields, it's like awesome. Anyways. I don't like driving on snow. That's why I'm in a southern state. Yeah, I don't like driving around snow with people around here. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, when it when we got that big snow a few years ago, Bandy was like like 
when we got snowpocalypse was what seven eight years ago mandy was like ah it's dad she lived in alaska for eight years she's like ah, it'll be fine nothing will happen i'm like babe the second it started sticking you should have called me to get get home because i yeah. was in atlanta and we're like an hour north and it took me nine hours to get home so that was yeah. fun yeah um just some housekeeping at one point in an effort to grow the show, we developed a channel on Apple Podcasts and it was a way to collect podcasts and help distribute them. But in the time, our channel has kind of dropped off and it doesn't appear in search anymore. And it's resulted in a duplicate stream of our podcast. So if you were to search like Star Wars Collecting, we show up twice, which is never good for search engine optimization, SEO. Uh, when they see two things, they usually like cancel each other out or think it's spam. So I'm going to be deleting the channel uh, later this week. Um, and by this week, I mean what, what, Tuesday the 21st, whatever it is. Sometime that week, I'm going to delete the channel, which may result in our stream being deleted from your um, Apple podcast selection. So if that happens, please just find the other stream and subscribe to it. We're still publishing every Tuesday. Just want to put that out there that we are going to be deleting the channel, which may result in some funky things happening. Yeah. Yeah. Our numbers have been really weird. So it's like, we do get a good week where it's like, Oh my God. And then the next week is like, Oh, yeah. So I think a majority of our listeners actually are on Spotify. I think like it's 5% of the listeners is Apple podcast. So I don't think it's that big. Mm-hmm. But still, I want to clean that up. Yeah. Anything else? I think we're good. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy podcast. If you could, please leave a like and a five-star review of the show anywhere you listen to the podcast. really helps. So thank you, listeners. I uh, really appreciate your interaction. Our email address is smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. Thank you to Alfonso Riviera for this. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Smugglers Galaxy logo. You can find him at Puerto Rico Star Wars on Facebook. And thank you to Levi Waterhouse for the Smugglers Galaxy music. Hasbro, please re-release VC66. Hashtag vote with your wallet. Pass on what you've learned. Be a positive force in the collecting community. This is the way. This is the way.